0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss Dynasty Strategy, Rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here today all by myself because the podcast was supposed to come out yesterday, and guess what? There was no podcast. It got deleted. So here I am again, round two, all by myself. Just me, solo, talking Dynasty and fantasy football. Uh, Show must go on. It's late, too. I really contemplate. I actually got into my bed and said, you know what? We could get by without one Dynasty Nerds podcast, can't we? And I thought about it, and I was like, that's cold-blooded, son. You got to get out there. You got to do it. So it's late. It's going to be a rough day tomorrow. It's really late. It's past my bedtime late. But uh, we have a couple of things we could talk about this week. Definitely with the Des Bryant news. Des Bryant has this hairline fracture in his kneecap, and now he might miss a game. He might miss three weeks. Des another year, another injury. And I thought about it to myself. I'm like, I was like, should I go on to the podcast tonight and talk about selling Des Bryant? Is now the time to get out of Des Bryant? And then I thought about it that, you know, Des is only 27. He turns 28 in November. So he's in the prime of his career. At the same time, to be in the prime, you need a prime-time quarterback, and right now he does not have that going on. I mean, Dak looks good from an NFL standpoint where he looks okay, but listen, 100 yards passing, uh, some of those rushing touchdowns, they're not doing me any favors. They're not doing my man Des any favors. I mean, right now we're talking about Cole Beasley being a fantasy asset. And, I mean, you're talking about a sneaky start this week, Throw kick Cole Beasley's name right up in there. I mean, he's had a solid little out in here with Dak Prescott so far. Dez has 150 yards receiving on 11 catches and one touchdown in three games. Meanwhile, back at the back cave, Cole Beasley, all five foot eight, 180 pounds of him, straggly looking, has 20 catches for 213 yards, zero touchdowns in three games, and now. He is Dak's little safety net here. And with Des getting hurt, he can miss one to three weeks. Cole Beasley is a startable wide receiver. That's right. Cole Beasley is a startable wide receiver. Right now, Cole Beasley is wide receiver 28. And he's going to get a boost here with Des out. All right. Wide receiver 28, Cole Beasley. I don't know. Who's that better than? Who's his 40 points better in a PPR league? I don't know. Maybe Julio Jones julio eric decker mm -hmm. julian edelman jeremy macklin that's right cole beasley is outperforming when you have julio jones on your roster and he's behind cole beasley we've got some issues son issues that's where cole is right now and again if des gets hurt this makes him an asset he's somebody you want to get in your lineups he's a little sneaky start right now cole beasley dynasty stash get them in there um those rankings again it's early but i mean how early is too early i know we're only entering week four but listen we're right here after getting to week four that's like a third of the season Playoffs start week 13 that's a third of the season this is where things start getting serious here with your dynasty roster this is where you know where you're at pretty much after week four you're going to kind of see where you're at now if you start oh and four it's not in the world i've again i've said it before i've come back from O and four and one of championship but not O and five so make sure you're really paying attention to your roster right about now because if you realize hey man this is just not my year whether it be because of injuries whether it be because your studs are behind cole beasley you gotta you gotta make some moves. You gotta you gotta be proactive here. And is it make the moves because you're losing, because you're playing the guy with the second most points, the most points every week and you're having a solid score. Well then guess what? Yeah, you keep on pushing on. You keep on trucking. You keep on keeping on. But if you're losing because your team's a turd Ferg, well then it's time to push up the glasses all the way on top of the nose, throw the pocket protector on the ground and say, hey. I've had enough. I've had enough. Time to make some moves. And remember, in Dynasty Fantasy Football, sometimes subtraction can equal addition. Uh, I don't know how that works. But listen, if you're decimated by injuries and you have a healthy guy in here and you got to try and think ahead and you want to get a young player, by getting away an asset now to think about the future, it's going to worsen your team now. And that stinks. And i not consider this tanking, but it stinks, but it's going to make you lose more games. Well, on that aspect, losing more games is going to give you a higher draft pick. A higher draft pick is going to get you a better player. It's going to give you somebody like Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cooks, Nick Chubbs, Corey Davis, Juju Smith, Corey Davis, a stud receiver from Western Michigan. We're going to be talking about a lot of him in the offseason. We were talking about him last year, wondering if he was going to come out. He's coming out this year for sure. He's going to be a high pick. So you think about that. You think about bettering yourself for the long run. Is it now, can I blow things up right now? Listen, there's a lot of injuries going around. Some people are going to be pretty desperate. Maybe you take your team, that that fringe team that's kind of stuck where it is, and maybe you make the decision saying, hey, this is not my year. You know, next year might not be my year. I like some of my core young guys, but I, I got to get better. This isn't going to win me a dynasty championship. I need to win a dynasty championship. What can I get? And remember, don't just think first round picks. They're going to be hard to get. Still, they're those, those they they're they're so hard to get those 17 picks. But think about 17 seconds. Look, is there a guy in your league who has a couple second round picks? Maybe you could flip somebody. I mean, a couple guys to flip right now to really think too. And I'm not necessarily saying a second, but if you have Lagares Blunt on your team and you're not really going anywhere, well, guess what? Lagares Blunt is a great person to flip right now. I mean, right now he is—he's had a really solid year. They're force feeding the ball. Are they still going to force feed him the ball when Tom Brady comes back? Do you think Legarrett Blunt's production is going to drop a little bit? What's going to happen when Deion Lewis comes back? Legarrett Blunt's getting it done right now, but I think now is the time to sell Legarrett Blunt. Right now. These running backs are getting hurt left and right. They are hashtag two- to three-year window all over the place. All right? So you need to capitalize on this, and you need to get some assets. doesn't matter what it is. Get out. If you're not winning, get out on LeGarrette Blunt. If you can pick up a 2017 second right now for LeGarrette Blunt, you should do it. He's having a good year. You should do it. Can you give, up, give him up and... Maybe get Dwayne Washington and his 2017, 17 second. Possibly. Depends on who you're trained to, how desperate they are. But I guarantee you right now there's somebody that thinks they can win a championship in your league right now that needs a running back. And Garrett Blunt could be the answer. What about Darren Sproles? This was a guy that was on my sleeper list this year. All right? And he's going to start out strong. But those older running backs, what happens to a lot of those older running backs at the end of the year? Some of them tend to fizzle. right? Wendell Smallwood, Doug Peterson likes. I don't know what's going on with Ryan Matthews, but does not look good. Looks like a giant poop sandwich. Nobody likes a poop sandwich. All right, I've never seen one I like. Even if I've never seen one, but if I saw one, I'd say, "Hey, that's a poop sandwich. That's disgusting. How'd you get that poop on that bread? I want nothing to do with that." That's Ryan Matthews in between those in that bread, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Open it up. Oh, gross. Close it back up. So. Darren Sproles, another guy. Can you get a 17-second for Sproles? I don't know. Depends how desperate the team is. But maybe you could fluff it up a little bit, that Darren Sproles. Maybe you can can get out of that. Maybe you can give a 17-fourth in Darren Sproles to get that 17-second. That's how good the class is going to be next year. Quality players. Heck, I'll take a late 17-second for Darren Sproles. I ain't going nowhere. And remember, addition by subtraction addition by trading i'm worsening my team a little bit i'm gonna get a little worse i'm okay with that it ain't my year you still gotta go in there and put your best lineup in but hey what is your best lineup it's getting worse i still think legarra blunt is blunt is a great great sell right now what if you can grab a nice young receiver for legarra blunt what do we want to give you a second what if you grab somebody like jamison crowder you know josh Dotson has achilles that is just just a nightmare. Just a nightmare. The guy can't get in the field. uh Deshaun Jackson looks good. He's older. Pierre Garcon. He's older. And Jamison Crowder has supplanted him. Jamison Crowder right now is wide receiver twenty-six for Washington. He is solid. He's a solid little PPR receiver. Where right now he's a mid wide receiver two. Will he finish the year as a mid wide receiver two? I don't know, but maybe he's a high-end wide receiver three. I love high and wide receiver threes, guys like Jameson Crowder. Why? Because they're attainable. And they help you win championships. You need those. I say it all the time. You need those wide receiver threes. Those wide receiver threes are so undervalued. People are like, oh, he's a wide receiver three. Yeah, well, I need those. You know how hard it is to have a whole bunch of wide receiver ones? It's hard. It's hard to do. Unless you're a stud drafter. Which, you know, if you listen to the podcast, it's possible. But a guy like Jameson Crowder. You know, he, you know he's ahead of Cole Beasley. We already talked about who he, who he's ahead of. Jamison Crowder's ahead of Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's pretty damn good. So when we're thinking of top guys here, who are some top guys? Doug Baldwin's a top guy. Doug Baldwin's top wide receiver five. He's picking up where he left off last year, even though he had a huge game last week. All right. Um, Number one receiver in NFL, Matt's not here, thank God, because... Even though last week you he say he's starting to come on board about the Marvin Jones train, Marvin Jones is the number one receiver. He's the number one fantasy receiver. Sterling Shepard, the rookie, he's up there. He's a top receiver. He's not wide receiver one, but he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Sterling Shepard is a wide receiver one. Travis Benjamin is a wide receiver one. Michael Crabtree, I am wide receiver two. Terrell Pryor. TPZ for sheezy. Look at Terrell Pryor. Obviously, he had a huge game last week. Um, Really tough matchup this week with Josh Norman on him. A little bit, bit more of gameplay, uh, game planning towards him this week. So, I'm a huge prior plan this week, but he showed they could be a wide receiver. One, it's real interesting about Cleveland. You know, they're going to have Josh Gordon coming back. They have Corey Coleman. That's a very interesting receiving core they have there. Now they just need to find a quarterback to throw him to. But Pryor has seen his value just rise. I mean, the guy's a hell of an athlete. A hell of an athlete. And he's starting to make himself a commodity in fantasy football. troll Pryor is somebody you want to own. And if he can get better every week, I mean, he's only been playing receiver for a short me- a period of time. He's going to get better. Quarterbacks can trans transition it's happened for julian edelman was quarterback at kent state came to nfl decided to play a little receiver how he's doing not too shabby so seeing that's late let's do a really quick run through some of these games here give you a little synopsis real quick maybe find a couple dynasty stashes couple buy low sell high um again we already mentioned some of those guys so let's get a couple recaps real quick the houston new england game was a big disappointment for Houston they just got rolled up LeGarrette Blunt, like I said had a really solid game 105 yards two touchdowns I think he's a great sell right now James White's been a huge disappointment Deion Lewis is coming back is Deion Lewis going to do something great I don't know but LeGarrette Blunt right now is being force-fed the ball Malcolm Mitchell had a catch that was good to see Malcolm Mitchell out there was for 27 yards he only had two targets um another side of the ball DeAndre Hopkins had somewhat of a quiet night. Four receptions, 56 yards. Ryan Gr- Griffin, on other hand, had the most targets on the team. Eh, you know. And then Will Fuller had seven targets, only three catches. Again, I'm going to see a lot of that from Will Fuller. I'm not really, uh, not really a fan, but you guys all know that already. I'm selling Will Fuller. I'm, I'm selling him. If I can get a 17 first out of Will Fuller, please. Child, please. Do it. Keep. Now, granted, he had a bad week here, but next game, when he blows up, try and get a 17 first for Will Fuller. Think of long term value here. Think of this. Think of me. Everybody that tweeted at me saying, hey, look at Will Fuller. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not long term, though. Will Fuller, get out. Get out while you still can. Um, where again, and then Lamar Miller is Lamar Miller. He had an uh, 80 yards rushing. He had four catches, everything we want to see out of Lamar Miller. Now, the Arizona Buffalo game, LaShawn McCoy had a nice, great game as well. Um, LaShawn McCoy might fall into that category where if you are thinking about selling and getting out on a player, maybe you have LaShawn McCoy, where he fits that age limit and way past that hashtag two, three year window where he's a very viable asset. There's no reason you possibly can't get a contender from a contender 2017 first for LaShawn McCoy. And if you're a solid contender, and you're a running back away, you shouldn't be afraid to give up a 17 first for that championship. Remember, we're here to win championships, not collect rookies. That's a steep price to pay, but LaShawn McCoy, he's going to have a really good year this year, and you're going to need somebody that's going to produce. Maybe you could do something better because those picks do have a little value, um, but I'd be okay with that. Again, and David Johnson had a great game. It was good to see John Brown rebound there. Maybe now is the time to buy low on John Brown. He's had a really r- rough start. But again, it could have been that c- concussion. He had six catch- catches, finally saw 11 targets this week. Um, caught six of those for 70 yards, led the team in yards in receiving. So maybe John Brown now is going to start doing a little rebound in here. So maybe John Brown can be accessible. Maybe go out there and attack John Brown. I know we get a lot of questions on Twitter saying, hey, is John Brown an asset? And I've seen a lot of people trying to sell John Brown because he's had a slow two games i really think long term here um definitely with the rumors of larry fitzgerald retiring michael floyd possibly being a free agent john brown could end up being a very viable asset here for arizona and i know matt and i were talking about it maybe it might not come in 16 but in 17 this guy could have a really solid high-end wide receiver two year he could flirt with wide receiver one numbers he's that capable of a back or receiver um So, John Brown, he's somebody, if he's going to start heating up, remember this guy had over 1,000 yards receiving last year. Maybe now is the time to go out there and buy him, get a little couple shares. Uh, Going over to the Oakland-Tennessee game, again, Marcus Mariota. He was on my ESPN show. I was talking about Marcus Mariota possibly being that guy that could be the sleeper of the week. And, boy, did he make me look bad because he was terrible. Terrible. DeMarco Murray, on the other hand, had a really solid game. I know Derrick Henry's looked good at times. Like I said earlier in the year, I think DeMarco Murray is the man. They split carries there. Well, not split carries. DeMarco got 16. Derrick Henry got 10. But DeMarco really showed really well. He had a 7.1-yard average there uh, with 114 yards and a touchdown. Tajay Sharp had seven targets, only three catches, really took a dip there, where DeMarco Murray outcaught him, five catches, 41 yards. Tajay Sharp's really kind of dropped down after that first strong game. He's gotten slowly worse. I don't think it's a big, long-term threat. He is the number one receiver there, but something to keep monitoring there. This guy took a huge spike, and now he's take, kind of taking a step back. I don't want to see him fall into that... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good comparison here of those rookie receivers that come out and start really strong, and then they just kind of fade away. Kind of like a, like a Kembrell Tompkins started really strong, and then he faded away to nothing. I don't think Tajay Sharp's going to fade away to nothing, but it's he, he's getting a little worse as we're going along. A little worse. Just a little bit. Um, Rashad Matthews saw his targets go up, still only three catches and thirty two yards. That's something I, I thought he would come in and have like that nice wide receiver three year. It's really not starting to show. It's gonna look like the Titans are gonna be in line for a receiver via free agency or the NFL draft next year. A situation to watch there in Oakland. Uh six carries for DeAndre Washington. 10 for Latavius Murray, 6 for Jalen Rashard. And DeAndre Washington had the big game. Looked like Jalen Rashard would be the solid backup there, but now they're really trying to bring DeAndre Washington to the mix. He's going to be an option there. He's going to be somebody that Oakland, I can see as a year progressing, starts to get more and more involved. So DeAndre Washington, say you're playing some redraft legs, check your waiver wire, see if he's on there for our dynasty leagues maybe you can get DeAndre washington probably not he was just drafted but at the same time it's a it was a really good showing for me that 30 yard run looked real nice finished the game with six carries for 57 yards um real solid game actually even caught a ball as well so latavius murray i do not think latavius murray is for the long-term answer there again we talk about his run style all the time i know it's repetitive i know it's redundant but hey you gotta keep repeating yourself because sometimes you gotta tell somebody seven, seven, something seven times for them to remember and memorize it. And Latavius Murray is not the long-term answer. Derrick Henry is he a long-term answer? Maybe, maybe didn't catch a ball this week. Don't like those hands. Don't like that he doesn't have that lateral, lateral, lateral agility. Don't like that at all. Um, now we talked about Charles Pryor in a Cleveland game. I really thought. Jarvis Landers would come out here and catch 55 balls, but he didn't. He only caught seven, but it was for 120 yards and a touchdown, so we had a great game. Still saw the heavy dose of targets. Um, Devontae Parker, three catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown on six of his targets. Uh, their running back situation, I know J.J. had a touchdown, but they're like, I mean, come on, guys. Isaiah Pede's getting carried there. He's getting carries there. Isaiah Pede. Remember the Cincinnati Bearcat? I liked Isaiah Pede when he was coming out, and Man, I don't like him anymore. But, I mean, we're talking guys. Damian Williams got a carry. Isaiah P. got five carries. Jay Jay got seven carries. Kenyon Drake got nine carries. Ugh. Travis Landry got two carries. They're talking about mixing it up there with a four running back committee there. Um, I'm staying. Miami's just a nightmare. They're running back of the futures in 17 draft class. He'll be a viable option right now. You don't want anything to do with any of that. If I can get anything for Kenyon Drake, J J, I'm taking it. And when I say anything, I mean I literally mean anything. Preferably a third round pick. I mean you're talking to somebody that just went in the second round uh of your drafts. I think I think if you can get a third round pick for Kenyon Drake or J J, I'd be happy with it. Maybe like an old vet. If you're making a push, try and get one of those veterans, maybe like a Darren Sproles. Um, if that's even possible. For Kenyon Drake or JJ, If you have them both because you were trying to like monetize that uh Miami situation, Chris Whitman, you know I'm talking to you. Uh you're trying to monetize and just capitalize on that Miami situation, and you bought those penny stocks hoping to turn into dollar stocks and now they're half a penny stocks. so now you got both of them in your pocket and they're worth a penny and pay doesn't really get you much in twenty sixteen. I think it's time to move those guys. For everything, I mean, again, we say this all. I've been saying this forever too. I hope you took the JHI advice before season. When we're saying sell, sell, sell before they even bought brought in Arian Foster. Sell, sell, sell because it's plummeting. It had a bad pace but maybe just maybe with that 4.0 average and a touchdown this week, which is going to give them a boost to fantasy numbers. Because sometimes when people go to make the trades, they look at their fantasy totals on the year, so that extra six points is going to help definitely early in the season after three games. And maybe a giant can get a slight boost out of there. Maybe you can get that 17 third out of somebody. That'd be nice. Maybe you can get a 17 second and give them Drake and a giant and so, say, hey, man, look, you can capitalize, monetize, championship eyes, Cleveland clavalier lies. this Miami situation right now. You can do it for the low, low price of a 17 second. That's right. Sometimes, you know. You can paint that bag of poo. They look like a bag of Fritos, but when they open up, it's still going to be a bag of poo. That's right. The Miami running back situation is a bag of Fritos, but when you open it up, it's a bag of poo. Nobody likes poo. We already talked about the sandwich and what we saw inside there, Ryan Matthews. We saw that. We want nothing to do with that as well. Um, on the Cleveland side, Isaiah Crowell another solid game. Right now, the Crow is running back 16, which is a mid. Eh, a little high, high mid running back, two, which is really solid for Isaiah Carell, who a lot of people had as a running back three on the year. But he's a really solid year. Really solid year. So far, early in the season, I know. But, you know, he's, he's got a good average. Had 79 yards, no touchdowns. The touchdowns are really holding him back. He'd be significantly higher if it wasn't for the, the non-touchdown factor. But when you play in Cleveland, that could be a hard thing to do sometimes, score touchdowns. But if Isaiah Correll was scoring touchdowns, I poop you not. And he'd be one of the top three fantasy running backs potentially. I mean, this guy is second in the league in rushing yards. Behind who? Legarrh Blunt. That's right, the guy I was trying to tell you to sell earlier. Laguerre Blunt leads the league in rushing with two hundred and ninety eight yards. But right behind him, Isaiah Correll and my boy Zeke Elliott are tied for two hundred and seventy four yards. Isaiah Corell, people. Um, number five is Deontay Freeman. Yeah, they've they cut him out. I know we'll get to that Atlanta game here in a minute cause Tevin Coleman, um, he was a touchdown scoring machine. But Devontae Freeman, who I thought would be a real viable asset in the passing game, is got 265 yards rushing. Pretty solid. Pretty solid indeed. Uh, So he's a nice little asset there. Again, we talked about Terrell Pryor. Gary Barnish finally had a double digit point game with five catches and 66 yards. He needs to get into the end zone. And Duke Johnson, five catches, 12 yards. Duke's been somewhat of a disappointment. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we we saw Ricardo Lewis come out there. We still don't know who the other rookie is going to be there. But if you bought shares of Rashard Higgins, Ricardo Lewis, Jordan Payton, right now with the emergence of Terrell Pryor, he's really putting a dent in their dynasty value. They're really deep stashes right now. I still like Rashard Higgins long-term, but he hasn't really showed much whatsoever here. Um, and there's been some good opportunity to, again, I mean, Terrell Pryor came out beast mode, eight catches, 144 yards, he had 14 targets, he was heavily targeted, Cody Kessler is going to be the quarterback for a while there, and he did not look terrible, Cody Kessler did not look terrible out there, he looked like a okay quarterback, just okay, no long-term answer. In Baltimore, they're talking about Justin Forsett just not getting it done. Right now, if you're ever going to get out on Justin Forsett, if you own Justin Forsett and somebody's desperate for a running back, if somebody has a running back and you like a running back hole in your league, sell Justin Forsett for anything you can get. He falls in that category of taking a sandwich as well. Give me a sandwich for Justin Forsett. They are not not happy with their running back situation. They're not happy at all. I'm surprised they didn't sign C.J. Spiller, who just reportedly is about to sign with. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, I believe, he's gonna sign with. But Baltimore, the coaching staff came out. They're not happy with it. You know, Terrence West outcarried Justin Forsett last week. I can see him starting to kind of fade out the old time running back here. He's just not getting it done. He only averaged two point nine yards per, uh on the last game. That's that's where he's about at on a year. You're somebody he still has a little bit value where it is right now, but That's going to diminish very quickly. Expect Kenneth Dixon to be the man when he comes back. He's going to be the starter. We had him as our like number six, number seven rookie going into our rookie draft, and he's going to start paying dividends. So if you took him and you've been a little bit sad, he's really going to start paying some dividends here as soon as week five. So going into next week, we might get some Kenneth Dixon. He's still probably working back in there, but right now I think Terrence West is going to get a slight boost in carries there. So. Honestly, I'm trying to get out from both. Obviously, you're not getting anything for really much of them, if that makes any sense, what I just said, for either of those guys. But they're the two guys there in Baltimore. They're getting carries. They hold some minor, very minuscule value. And right now, if you're you're ever going to get ever a return, ever on Justin Forsett, if there was ever a time that was ending, this is the end of times, for Justin Forsett. some people have a foot in the grave. This guy's got his whole body in the grave, and ju- he's got the nose. It's like the water's just high enough where he can get his like his nose out and breathe. But that water's rising and rising. So Justin Forsett, this is like your last chance to get out and get something for him. And if you don't want to like just throw it out there and be like a phony baloney, and you just want to say uh You're trying to get rid of them, so you want to. You see somebody who needs a running back. Maybe you like sweeten the deal. Maybe get like Justin Forsett a draft pick and like something else to sweeten it, and in trying to make that Justin Forsett part. But you know, I do need a running back. I, I can make that deal, but now's the time to get out. Um, receiving wise and out there, Rashard Parham had two targets, two catches for 22 yards. I am not happy with what I've seen from Rashard Parham at all. Uh It's been nothing great whatsoever. I mean, on that whole receiving court, Dennis Pitt still had a solid game. Steve Smith had a solid game. Justin Forsett, who's still viable in the passing game, he had seven targets, caught six of them. How many yards he got in those six catches? Twelve. That's right. Not only is he rushing for a 2.9-yard average, his receiving average was two yards. too flat, actually. You take that, double it, and you have yourself a solid game, Justin. Hey, sorry. Legs are getting a little slow. Kamar Aiken, thought he could be a fancy sleeper this year, pick up where he left off. Hasn't been there. But going back to Prashad Perriman, maybe package Forsett and Perriman and try and get something for it because the homeless predator, man, He's he was drafted in the first round. He He's not going to be anything special. I really don't think he's going to be anything special. We'll see. It's only year two. Last year was a wash, so he's still kind of coming back slow, but it's been a real, I mean, sometimes you see it. And Prashad Perriman, he's been somewhat of a disappointment. Well, that'd be an understatement. But long-term, long-term, how many players come back after this and are complete studs? Tweet them at me, because I don't know. Got me. Other side of the ball, Allen Robinson still saw his double-digit targets. TJ Yeldon was still a turdferg. Chris Ivory got some carries. Chris Ivory got 12 carries. TJ Yeldon got six carries. TJ Yeldon, some of you are gonna to want to get out from under uh if you can get out, get out of there. But Chris Ivory, I see his carry starting to get more and more. I mean, TJ Yeldon's just been a complete disappointment. I mean his his value has plummeted. I mean, I would he falls in the category like again, he's somebody you probably have to package to give give away. Again, look at these running back teams that are desperate. Maybe get rid of some of these guys, man the 2017 draft class is going to just totally, absolutely destroy a lot of these guys' value. A lot of these guys are going to have no value coming up whatsoever. 0.0. In the Detroit Green Bay game, we saw a nice split of carries between Dwayne Washington and Theo Rick, just like we thought we'd see Uh, Dwayne Washington do anything special, but in that offense, he should be able to give a little bit more boost. Definitely with the, I mean, Theo Rick had his 10 carries, but it was only for nine yards. That's what He's not an in-between tackle runner. He's got to get his game in the receiving game. And again, he led the team in targets. Theo Riddick led the team in par- targets again, caught the most balls with seven, didn't have the most yards, because that, of course, went to Marvin Jones, who had six catches, 205 yards, and a beastie two touchdowns to put him in the lead for most receiving yards in the NFL. But, again, Theo Rick was the number one targeted receiver in that Jim Bob Cooter uh, offense. So Dwayne Washington's going to get a boost there. Definitely, they're going to rely on Theo in the passing game. So Dwayne Washington's going to get a boost all year long. Uh, I eventually see him being starting the game, being a one-first, second-down pounder. And, again, they both got 10 carries, but Theo, once again, did not provide any action running behind the line. Uh, Green Bay, well, they're just Green Bay. They're pretty solid. Eddie Lacy, 17 carries, 103 yards. Had a catch for one, two yards. And they're his falls in. Now, 10 points is always good. You always want to get your guys to have 10 points. But again, Theo Riddick had seven catches for three, 39 yards. That's 10 points. He only had 10 rushes for nine yards. One more point, and he outscores Eddie Lacy. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope, Eddie Lacy had a catch. But again, this is where I don't like guys like Eddie Lacy. I mean, he had 17 carries, 103 yards. That's a great NFL game. It's ten points. Where are the receptions at? Where are the big time games? At? Eddie Lacy doesn't score touchdowns. He's not scoring a lot of points. Eddie Lacy. If I own him, I'm trying to get out from Eddie Lacy. I told you this two years ago. I was trying to get out from Eddie Lacy. But if he's scoring hundred yards, he's back in shape. Uh, Eddie Lacy still something I'm trying to sell. I'm trying to get out from under. Uh, Cj Anderson had a down game for the Denver Broncos. Emmanuel Sanders got an uptick. The guy starts complaining about receptions and how he's being utilized. Boom. All of a sudden, he's seen 13 targets. Almost doubles everybody else's targets. Uh, second in line was Demarius Thomas, who had seven targets. Everybody under that, that was the highest was four. And one of those guys was C.J. Anderson. And all of a sudden, Emmanuel Sanders is 13 targets, nine catches, 117 yards, two, two touchdowns. Pretty beastie against a solid Cincinnati defense so Demarius had another solid game too Siemens get it done, 200 yard receiving games, um, Demarius 6 catches, 100 yards, 1 touchdown the dynasty community has been down on Demarius, he might be something you can get, I'd go get him I'd take, I'd take some of that uh, another side of the ball Jeremy Hill finally had a game, finally Jeremy Hill, 17 carries 97 yards and 2 touchdowns finally, that's not a 2 yard average but, again, the best ability is reliability. Can you rely on Jeremy Hill going forward? He's a roller coaster so far. And that roller coaster is the same, one of those fun ones, you know, that has those really big highs. This was a bit nice peak. This is like Cedar Point, you know, riding the Millennium Force. But a lot of times he's been to Blue Streak, you know. Some of you go to the kitty park, you see those little kitty coasters that go up, like, four feet. You see the little kids that get all crazy. You're like, oh, we. This is crazy, Dad. Look at me. I'm like an evil Knievel out here. Uh, Jeremy Hill. Somebody I'm trying to get out from under. I still think, you know, Jeremy Hill going to his third year, still in that rookie contract. It's not most likely going to get re- renewed. Again, I was a big Jeremy Hill fan. I remember if you guys were listening to podcasts a couple of years ago, then I was preaching Jeremy Hill coming out of LSU. I thought he was going to be a stud to hand that rookie year. I'm like, look at me. Look at me calling him like I see him. And then he had a huge down year this year last year. And this year started off real slow. And now he's coming off a big game. Is he heating up? Well, I don't know. Is it gonna be a roller coaster? I don't know. But I'm not buying in Jeremy Hill. Uh I'm gonna kinda see where I'm gonna see what he does this week. I'm not overly excited. I don't have high hopes. Uh big boost with those two touchdowns. And that was pretty much it because he doesn't catch the ball as well. That's all Geo's game. So let's see where Geo Jeremy can get uh, this week. He was definitely the main running back there. He was a starter. It's good that If you own Jeremy Hill, it's a nice sign um, if he can start getting it going. But if he does get going, he might be somebody we might want to get out from too if he's a peak and valley kind of guy. And I know everybody's like, oh, look at Rich. He's, saying he's, he's on his podcast just saying sell all these running backs. Sell, what is he talking about? Just sell all these running backs. Oh, this guy had a good game. Sell him. Oh, this guy had a good game. Sell him. That's what we do. We sell running backs. Hashtag two- to three-year window. Get out while you still can. Sinking and ship. If you're on a Titanic and you're eating the best steak of your life and it's going down, you're not going to finish that steak. You're getting off the ship. Well, you should get off the ship. It doesn't matter how good that t- steak tastes. There'll be more steaks next year in the draft. Get out. People need running backs all the time, especially this year. Uh, Carolina, Denver, uh, monitoring that situation, we're wondering. They said, you know, Matt Asiata was supposed to be the starting running back there, and we thought he was gonna get the most carries. It really turned out to be Jarek McKinnon who got the most carries. Neither of them over overimpressed. They both averaged under three yards per carry. Uh McKinnon with a slight tick more than Asiata. But McKinnon got the, the bulk load of the carries there, sixteen to six. 45 yards, but the big thing with McKinnon is he could also catch some footballs. Had two targets last game, only caught one of them. Uh, Big thing there is we saw Kyle Rudolph come through the game with a touchdown there. Stephon Diggs, not a great game. Four catches, 40 yards, big downturn, but again, it was versus Carolina. They have a solid defense. So, running back-wise, Asiata McKinnon, that's where we're at, and that's where we're at for the rest of the year. Pretty gross. I think long-term it's going to be McKinnon. Maybe you get some value out of Asiata. Maybe you can get something out of Asiata. Throw him in the mix. Try and sell him. You ain't going to get anything for him. But right now, I don't look at anything being a viable option. I'm trying to see what we can get out of this uh, running game, really. I mean, the receiving game. We got to see if Stefan Diggs is going to get hurt by no Adrian Peterson if nothing's opened up. And it's. It's a shame, too, because Sam Bradford has looked pretty solid there in Minnesota. Uh, On the other side of the ball, same thing with uh, Jay Stu being out. Cameron Artis Payne, just as we thought, was the main lead back. 3.9 average, pretty solid, pretty solid. Nothing terrible there, but still 12 carries, 47 yards. Nothing to get overly excited about. Bozzie Whitaker did come away with five catches and 34 yards. Five carries for 22 yards. So. If there's a running back I want to own there in a, for PPR value, it's still going to be Fozzie Whitaker. People were asking me, like, who do I start, uh, Payne or Whitaker? And even though I knew Payne was probably going to be the lead back and then he was eventually la- announced as the lead back, I, I I still lean towards those PPR guys. And Fozzie had a 100-yard rushing game, which was a nice little thing to be positive about. And you know he can catch the football. So Fozzie you know, gets a nice tick there in the passing game. And, again, Carolina doesn't have the greatest receiving core. The whole Devin Funchess train that was supposed to take off, well, that train, they forgot to give it some coal because there's no choo-chooing going on out there. Funchess, you know, I even made a move. I got caught up in this hype. I I got, I got made a move for Kevin Funchess during my rookie draft. I got a little share of it because I heard of it. and Because people were talking like, oh, no, Kelvin Benjamin didn't have a catch. He didn't even have a catch. He only had one target. Well, that's not a good idea, Carolina, and that's why you lost. But Devin Funchess didn't have a catch either. Ted Ginn had some catches. Corey Brown. Corey Philly Brown had some catches, about four of them. But Fozzie Whitaker, or behind Greg Olson, had the second most catches there. Um, Yeah, Funchess. uh, I don't know, man. It's just one of those guys, me and Matt. Matt and I would be the correct way to say it We did not like him at all coming out We took almost took him off our draft boards People were like hey what are you doing out there And we're like well he's in the hips But he, he had a good solid preseason They were talking him up But again that's preseason None of that is translating to the NFL If you were in your redraft league You see people are drafting, dropping Devin Funchess left and right Shame on me For jumping on some hype train Ooh, Who do I think I am Jumping on trains It's not even safe it hurt doing stuff like that let's skip a game here washington and new york mm. yeah odell beckham people are like what do i do with odell beckham because josh norman's gonna be at him what do i do people ask me should i start him because he has a tough matchup yeah you start him seven catches 121 yards yeah you start him Sterling Shepard, shepherd five catches 73 yards and a touchdown yeah you start him when you're out the gate but still victor cruz still has some value Another double-digit touchdown game for him. Other side of the ball, I know uh, it was just it was a nice little shifty run there, but Jamison Crowder, four catches, 78 yards, one touchdown. Saw seven targets. Pierre Garçon still saw seven targets as well. Caught five of his, but I really think Jamison Crowder has uh, supplanted Pierre Garçon out there. Nice little option. Again, Matt Jones not doing anything special. 17 carries, 65 yards. He's just somebody back there running the ball. Scoring you a couple points, catching a couple balls, get out while you can. Sell, sell Matt Jones, get something for him. I'm telling you, we're going Some people are gonna be really surprised about the turnover after next year, and how many of these guys don't have value. And Matt Jones' value right now is like a low-end running back too, just because he's he's still standing is where it's gonna get him. Where does Matt Jones stand in the fantasy point world right now? Where does Matt Jones stand in the fantasy world right now? I'm going to tell you because I'm looking I'm reading. Matt Jones isn't even a running back two right now. Ugh, I thought he was like running back two numbers. That turd's name even running back two numbers. And that, you know, I'm sure he's a great guy. I don't, don't want to go around and start calling people turds for no reason. But he is like running back 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 33. For a guy that's being the starting running back and getting carriers, Matt Jones is running back 33. Behind Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah didn't even play last week. He's behind Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead didn't even play last week. He's behind Jeremy Langford. Jeremy Langford's terrible. He's behind Fozzie Whitaker. He's behind Duke Johnson. He's behind Shane Vereen. Right now, Matt Jones is behind three IR running backs. Danny Woodhead, Amir Abdullah. Shane Vereen fancy points. Shame on you, Matt Jones. You deceiving running back. Get out from him. Get out from why you still can as well. Matt Jones has Matt Jones has more points than Eddie Lacy. Again, that shows the value of Eddie Lacy. Alright? These I'm telling you. PPR leagues running backs, the Eddie Lacy doesn't have a lot of value. I mean come on. Eddie Lacy has one he has the same amount of points as Jalen Richard in Oakland. He has two more points in Tavares, Cadet. Tavares Cadet, forgive me. He has two more points than Chris Thompson. Two, two. Eddie Lacy, Matt Jones has three. Yippie Kaye. I heard a great, I heard a great uh fantasy name on uh my ESPN show last week. It was uh <laughs> the team name was Jipie Kaye Justin Tucker. <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. Went home after the show, told my friends, they giggled we made food we watched the browns we watched the red zone panel browns were watchable we didn't know if they would be early but they were people were arguing about them that's the browns what are we gonna do i love them i love them so much uh they break my heart um todd Gurley had a breakout game finally two touchdowns two short touchdowns but had 85 yards um I know somebody wrote me, they're like, oh, amateur hour, because I was telling somebody to start Theo Riddick over Todd Gurley, but then I could start Isaiah Carell and I Yeah, I mean, it was just more of a comparison about the Theo Riddick situation. But Todd Gurley, he got it done this week. He did. Charles Sims had a really solid game, got it done. Charles Sims had 55 rushing yards and a touchdown, but at the same time, his big thing was he had six catches for 69 yards, which he's a really solid PPR back. Devon Austin was the leading receiver on uh the rams five catches 82 yards and a touchdown if i own devon austin i'm selling high on him using his contract extension using this game as a viable game i don't know where it stands fantasy point wise but now's the time to get out from devon austin as well if somebody's desperate for receiver if they have all these guys getting hurt getting banged up they have des bryant devon austin here you go Give me something good. I just saw somebody make a trade in one of my redrafts for Tavon Austin. People still like him. They think he has a week in, week out value. Casey Keenum's a quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um Cameron Bray taking over his first uh game as a main guy at tight end there. Yeah, he just came in, scored two touchdowns. Cameron Braight. You know, he was somebody we said in the offseason, pick him up. Stash him. Where's he going to fall into this uh, red zone category? Well, just two touchdowns. And Adam Humphreys. Vincent Jackson's not the number two receiver in in Tampa Bay. It's Adam Humphreys. Nine catches, 100 yards, 12 targets. Twice as many targets as Vincent Jackson. Adam Humphreys. Little sneak guy out there. Adam Humphreys is the guy you might want to go get right about now. He's a funk soul brother. Adam Humphreys. He's 5'11", 195. He's 23 years old. Him and Winston get a little rapport going. Possibly. Um, Vincent Jackson. I mean, this is a guy you might start seeing on waiver wire soon. Vincent Jackson. So Adam Humphreys is somebody you might be able to make a little sneak trade for. A little diamond in the rough. Adam Humphreys. Where is, I mean, on the year, Adam Humphreys right now is wide receiver 34. He's a low-end wide receiver 3. He's a low-end wide receiver 3. He's ahead of Julian Edelman and Jeremy Macklin. Julian Edelman and Jeremy Macklin. He's got more fantasy points. And I know he just had a big game, but so what? Adam Humphreys. I'm going out there. I'm buying. I'm getting a couple shares. I the, You think the price is high in Adam Humphreys right now? Let's see how consistent gonna be. This isn't jumping on a bandwagon, but I like young receivers that start to show promise. Definitely with a young quarterback like Jameis Winston. and Definitely when they're jumping ahead of a dinosaur like Vincent Jackson. And they have a guy on the other side, it's Mike Evans, that's going to get double double teamed because he's a monster. He's a beast. So if you're in your redraft leagues, I'm looking here. I'm going to go on one of my redraft leagues right now. Let me click on here. One of my old school ones. It has some really good guys in there they have been playing for a long time. This is like a 17-year-old redraft league. Receivers. Free agents. Availability. Well, what do you know? Adam Humphreys is a free agent. The guy's a wide receiver three right now in my redraft league, and he's a free agent. I mean, I'm going to pick him up right now. Who should I drop? I am going to drop. Ugh. Well, you guys don't care who I drop. But, yeah, I'm going to pick up him in my redraft league. Adam Humphreys is a wide receiver three, uh, almost 25% through the season. I like that. I can get on that train. So talking about a little stash, a guy that you might be able to get out there and acquire, might be too late now, but Adam Humphreys. Check that. Check your waiver wire. You never know, but I do know it's almost it's past one in the morning now. This is gonna be a guy that I worked twelve, thirteen hours today. I gotta to get up in five hours. I was gonna do a short show in my fifty minutes. I'm not even through all the games. I've always got something to say. I don't talk too much. Um New York, Kansas City. Let's just get through these real quick. Let's do it together, shall we? Um Bilal Powell got a couple more carries. Uh Quincy was Inou- Inou- still had a solid game. Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, both banged up. Quincy and What could be a real sneaky play this week with both those guys really banged up. Uh, it was nice to see Tyreek Hill on their side of the ball get some carries. Uh, Jeremy Macklin still kind of not doing anything overly great. Spencer Ware looked great. We're going to see about Jamal Charles. We still don't know if he's going to come back this week. And if he does, do they ease him in? Is it safe to play him? I do not know. I'm not overly confident about it. Melvin Gordon, still another great game. Melvin Gordon's going to finish his... Okay, <clears throat> I take that back. He's going to have a great game. He has he had a solid game because he had the four catches for 43 yards, but he only had a 2.2 average. Uh, still expect more, Melvin Gordon to finish a top five fantasy back this year. Travis Benjamin still had another double-digit point game there as well. Tyrell Williams, another solid game. Tyrell Williams led that t- game in targets. He had nine him and Phillip Rivers are going to get it going. Tyrell Williams might be somebody want to go out there and get now. Who <clears throat> could be the long-term solution across from Keene Allen down the road there? Uh, T.Y. Hilton with uh, Dante McCreep out. What did he do? I uh, just came in with 11 targets, 8 catches, 174 yards, and a touchdown. Real solid. Um, the thing I saw there was they got Josh Ferguson into the passing game. Had four targets nice as a third down passing name back but still josh ferguson has no long-term answer there um carson wentz is doing things that rookies normally don't do tearing up uh the browns pass on him so you he know he's gonna be sweet but the big thing there is they they i know ryan matthews had the injury and all but at the same time i don't like when they give darren sproles carries he's not in between tackle runner Wendell Smallwood, the coaches are talking up. Wendell Smallwood looked good. He had a touchdown. Averaged 4.6 yards per carry. uh, And he looked good doing it. So, again, Darren Sproles, he's a great receiving back. He had six catches, 128 yards and a touchdown. A guy he want to get out from under. But Wendell Smallwood might slowly start taking some juice here and destroy uh, Ryan Matthews' fantasy value. We'll see because he's banged up. But, you know, with Ken John Barner there, kenyan Barner's not that great and wendell smallwood he look, he's look good a couple of weeks in a now now. he's had a couple of nice runs that i've liked out of him. uh marcus ween came back had five kit targets but only one catch again uh marcus he's a part of that Devin funchess package gross you know either rogers had a little turf toe action sammy coates um had a one big catch and that was about it sammy coates isn't that great i don't want anything to do with him either. Um, Dallas game Zeke uh, came back finally had a really big game 140 yards looked really good 4.7 yards at per average uh, underside of ball Jeremy Langford again we've been I've been talking about him for months now he's terrible and Jordan Howard got the nine carries compared to Jeremy Langford's three for 45 yards there's a five yard average and I expect more jo- Jordan Howard going forward I don't again I don't think there's any long-term play so if you can get something for Jordan Howard if you could put a little game stretch here, uh, capitalize on it. I don't I think their future is gonna be in the draft class next year. And Zach Miller they had a great game. Finally. I thought it was gonna be a little sleeper action this year. And finally had a great game. And finally, but not last but not least, Atlanta, New Orleans. Uh a shootout, because they both have terrible defenses. But a little disappointment out of uh Brandon Cooks but Kobe Fleener finally got on page with Drew Brees saw 11 targets capitalized with this first 100 yard game there in New Orleans had a touchdown if they can get a nice rapport there going expect to expect them to finish with what, what they always do and that's produce a top seven fantasy tight end and Kobe Fleener can get a really big boost going forward uh on, on the Russian side of the ball to Freeman like I said had a really good game run the ball had more carries than Tevin Coleman, 152 yards, but Coleman was just a vulture in the end zone with three touchdowns, vultureizing I mean, imagine Freeman's game if he had these touchdowns involved. And not only that, with Julio's ankle banged up, uh, Devontae Freeman led the team, not led the team, he had the second most targets on the team. He had the most receiving yards, five for 55 in the touchdown. So he capitalized in the passing game, but they're still using Tevin Coleman in the passing game too. It's a one-two punch. It's a true running back by committee. Uh both look like viable options though right now. It looks like you start both of them. And one week their one's gonna have a huge game. This week they both had huge games. And again, let's see how Julio's ankle holds up. Mark Ingram, well, he had a big game. Finally. Finally caught four catches. Had four catches for thirty yards and a touchdown. That's what really saved him those thirteen points there. Uh but I know a lot of people are really down on Mark Ingram. It's not looking good. The coaching staff triplet said, hey, this is something we don't know if we can get away from uh, losing these games. Well, you're 0-3, Jeff, okay? You're 0-3. Time to do a little bit something. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback on there. You got a young stud in Brandon Cooks. Willie Sneed's out there dominating when he's healthy. You're 0-3. Shows that defense, you still need defenses in the NFL, okay? You need them. So that was my short show. That's my short show. 55 minutes. Sweet baby Jesus. Um, I'll be back next week with Matt. I got to go to bed. I'm going to be tired. Don't tweet at me tomorrow. I'm going to be grumpy. I'm at Dynasty Rich. If I give you a bad response, I'm sorry. I'm grumpy. i have a long day ahead of me. I'm to drive three hours somewhere tomorrow. It's gonna be terrible. Terrible. Um, But, of course, you follow me on Twitter. You follow the site at dynasty nerds you can even follow up at dynasty matt he's not here but tweet at him saying hey shows much better with rich with you there than just rich it hurts my voice to talk for 55 minutes nonstop. that good stuff um we'll be back next week uh september madness the new one 3.0 is gonna get going here this week as well if you signed up i know it's been a crazy ride just happy that we're gonna get through this though and get it going uh it's been very rough going i know people have emailed me and tweeted at me and literally a hundred times like i have nothing going on uh then they get all that going but it was uh you know i'm the commissioner so it's my responsibility uh so we'll let you know how those go i am eliminated from the first two september men's i lost a close battle but what are you gonna do that's what happens when you have injuries and no players so Uh, Until next week, good luck. Let's get through this season. Let's not be 0-4, but if you do, remember, it's not all lost. Find a couple of these stashes. Get on me uh, on Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll get through this together. All right, so I'll be back next week. Good luck, guys, and good night. Ready, set! Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at dynastynerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty Insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynastynerds.